0: Welcome to Legacy Church. Thank you for joining us in our journey to see our potential in Christ become a legacy in our community. We hope that you are encouraged by this word from Pastor Chad Owens and pray that you will walk away with something incredible from your time here with us. I just want to echo what Logan said about the family movie night. That is this coming Wednesday night. So if you're interested in that, there's a sign-up sheet in the foyer. If you need information about that, you can ask me or Teresa. will give you the information that you need to know. But if you want to go, make sure to sign up before you leave today. How many of you guys are ready for God's Word this morning? That's what you came for, right? How many of you guys came to see me? Raise your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your I appreciate it. That makes me feel good right here. Man, now if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me this morning to. Uh, we're going to be looking at Exodus chapter fifteen. At Exodus chapter fifteen, last week, if you missed last last Sunday, I want to encourage you go check out the podcast because I'm telling you, man, God really spoke a good word to us last Sunday morning. Um, so if you if you missed it, go check it out. Um, I feel like what God was saying to us last week was, man, if you'll remain faithful to me in the moments of the in between. Man, you're going to see some incredible things happen in your life. And what I want to share with you this morning is this. There's a place of testing where God is preparing us for the next place on this journey that He's called us to walk on. You see, when you and I decided to walk on this journey, when you and I decided to invite Jesus into our life, we decided, we, we started this journey that we're walking with God. And when I look at my life, I compare it to the Israelites. Because the Israelites were set free out of bondage, they were set free out of this this darkness that they had been in for so many years, and and God had set them free, but he He didn't just set them free, He put them on a journey. He put them on a journey, and I want you to know something this morning, just like the Israelites are God's people, that when you and I decided to follow God, when you and I decided to walk with Him, when you and I decided to join up for this journey, you became part of God's family. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2, it says this. It says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into wonderful light. As I was playing the drums this morning, I was reminded of the Scripture that, that says that out of this life will, will flow rivers of living water. That out of my life flows liver, uh, Livers. Rivers of living water flows goodness and mercy out of my life because that's what God has placed inside of my life. So we're to flow outside of what God has placed in our life. We are God's special possession. He chose us. I know many times we think that we chose Him, but God really chose us. God chose us to walk on this journey. God chose us to walk in His presence. God chose us to deliver us from darkness into the light. I was, I remember my life was in darkness. And I remember when God, when I met God and He changed my life. Now He didn't change everything instantly. There were there were a lot of things that God still works on in my life, but He brought me out of darkness into, to, into His marvelous light. So I started this journey walking with Him. I started this journey where, where I said, God, you know, I'm I'm gonna walk with you. I'm gonna go where you ask me to go. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna be the person that you've called me to be. We're God's chosen people. God has chosen us to be part of this wonderful family. But what I've learned about this journey is this, that God has not only chosen me, but I'm going to have moments of testing in my life. Not only am I going to have moments of testing, but I'm also going to have moments of resting. You see, too many times I think we forget about the resting part. That we go through the test, but we don't take time to rest. We don't take time to spend in God's presence. We don't take time for God to replenish us. We don't take time for God to work in our life. Why? We just came out of a difficult situation. We just came out of a, a difficult season. And what God's saying is, listen, if you'll just, if you'll just stay with me, I want to replenish you. I want to give back to you what's been taken from you. I want, to, I want to encourage you. I want to give you strength. I want to continue, I give you joy. I want to replenish everything that, that maybe the enemy is taking from you. So we have moments of testing, but we also have moments of resting. Understand both of those are very important. That if we follow the life of Jesus, if you look at through throughout the, the gospels, you will see and understand that Jesus had moments of testing, but he also had moments of resting. You see, Jesus had moments where he found himself being tested by Satan when he was in the garden. When he was there fasting for 40 days, he was being tested by, by, by the enemy himself. And then, not only that, but he found himself being tested by the religious crowd. So he was tested by the enemy. He was, retested, he was tested by the religious crowd. So he was tested by all these different sides. But not only that, but we also see moments where he got away to what? To rest. He got away to, to replenish his life. He got away from everyday life to rest to get replenished, to, to get fed by hanging out with his, his Father. So what I'm learning and what God's teaching me on this journey is this, that God is my provider. That God is my provider, that He remains faithful to me that no matter what season I may be in. He's my provider in, 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 the, in the seasons of testing. But He's also my provider in the seasons of resting. God takes care of me. God does the things that God says when I will take moments to do what God has called me to do. So I'm learning that He's my provider. I'm learning that He's faithful to me that no matter where I am in life, God is always there for me. He gives me seasons of resting. After that, or before that, is the seasons of testing. I want to read Psalms chapter 23 to you this morning. You know the scripture, you can, you can probably, uh, me- you've already memorized it and say it by heart. It says this, The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for His name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you walk with me, your your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and your love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's That's our God. That's who I serve, the God that says, I am your shepherd. I am your shepherd. You whatever you need, you will lack nothing if you follow me. That when you go through the darkest valleys, I am walking with you. When you go through the deepest waters, or I will I will allow you to walk by the waters and, and, and have quiet time with me. That's who I am. I'm your provider. I'm taking care of you. Somebody needs to hear that this morning: that God is taking care of your, your needs, God is taking care of your situations. Regardless whether you think he is or not, he's taking care of them. He's taking care of each and every one of us this morning. He's my shepherd. That when I go through the darkest valley, I don't have to fear anything. Why? Because I've got him right beside me. And every step that I take, every move that I make, he's walking with me. Through no matter what season of life that I'm in. Exodus chapter 15, verses 22 through 27 is where we're going to land out this, this morning. It says this, Then Moses led the people of Israel away from the Red Sea, and they moved out into the desert of Shur. They traveled in this desert for three days without finding water. And when they came to the oasis of Marah, the water was too bitter to drink, so they called the place Marah, which means bitter. Then the people complained and turned against Moses. What are we going to drink, they demanded. So Moses cried out to the Lord for help, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. Moses threw it into the water, and, and and this made the water good to drink. And it was there at Mara that the Lord set before them the following decree as a standard to test their faithfulness to Him. He said, "If you will listen to me carefully to the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in His sight, obeying His commands and keeping all His decrees, then I will I will uh, then I will not make then I will not make sure you suffer any diseases that. I sent on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord your God who heals you. After Mara, the Israelites traveled on the oasis of Elam, where they found 12 springs and 70 palm trees, and they camped there beside the water. I've titled the message this morning is this, The Testing Before the Resting. The Testing Before the Resting. Pray with me. Father, we love you today. God, I pray that <clears throat> over these next few moments, as I share the word that you placed upon my heart, God, that your words would go forth and not my words, because my words have no power. But God, when you speak, God, when you step into the room, God, things happen and God, things begin to change. So I pray, Father, that you would walk into our room today, that you would walk into our life, and God, you would begin to change, and you begin to do the things, God, that only you can do in our life, Father, that when we walk out of this building today, that God, that we will know that we've been in your presence, because we are different. Be with us throughout the remainder of service. God, let your spirit speak to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. You see, this is a moment of testing for the Israelites. They're on this new journey that, that they've been living in bondage and slavery for around 400 to 430 years. Moses has just led them out of Egypt, and now they're standing looking at their very first test on this journey called the Red Sea. Pharaoh and his army is closing fast on Moses, and the Israelites can see that they're coming after them. And they begin to think that they're going to die out in the desert. They begin to wonder. They begin to get scared. They become afraid of what's about to happen in their life. And then Moses turns to his people, or to God's people, and it says these words, Do not be afraid, but stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring to you today. You see, God divides the Red Sea that day and they walk across on dry land and they stand on the other side safe and sound. That their very first test that they come across from coming out of bondage and slavery was the Red Sea. They're standing at the, the, the banks of the Red Sea and they're wondering what's going to happen now. Why did you bring us out into the desert to die? Why did you bring us out here to to kill us? What are you going to do, Moses? And Moses nonchalantly turns to his people and says, God says, hey, don't be afraid. What I want you to do is stand there and I want you to watch God deliver you. I want you to watch God do a miracle. I want you to watch God getting ready to do something incredible in your life. And God did. The first test for the Israelites, I believe, was this: that they had to stand there in obedience to what Moses said. That if they did exactly what Moses called them to or asked them to do, that they would see deliverance in their life. But for some reason, maybe they thought, you know, maybe I'll go here or I'll go there. But they stood there waiting for God to do a miracle in their life. And guess what? He did. You see, in the moments of testing. We were either going to be obedient to what God is speaking to us or we're going to run away from the situation. In the moments of testing, in the moments that we're standing in our Red Sea, in the moments that we don't know what God's going to do next, we have two, we have two choices. We can be obedient to God and stand there until he does something or we can run away from the situation. So they stood there that day. They actually obeyed what Moses said and God did a miracle right in front of them. This is a moment where God was about to shape their faith. God was, they, he just brought them out of bondage. He just brought them out of this, this crazy situation. And so God, they're new on this journey, so God is about to start building their faith. He's about to start building something inside of them by what they see. But understand this, sometimes in the place of frustration, that is where God is preparing you for the next place. You see, you may be in a frustrated place in your life right now. But if you will only wait on God, and if you will only listen to God, if you will only obey what God says, then God is going to do something new in your life because you're waiting in the midst of frustration. You're not going to give up on Him. You're not going to walk out on Him. That you're going to stay right there with Him. Why? Because there is no other way to go. Where else are we going to go? We may run to the left or run to the right, but guess what? We're eventually going to come back. Because we're going to get out there and understand there's nowhere else to go. That if we'll be obedient to God, if we'll listen to what God is telling us, even when we're frustrated. Anybody ever been frustrated before? Man, we've been frustrated about things in our life. We get frustrated about all types of things. But listen, just stay with God because God is preparing you for something great. God is preparing you for something great even in the midst of frustration. God was preparing the Israelites for the next step. Joseph Joseph was being prepared as he went through trials and tribulations in his life. You see, if you read the very first part of Exodus chapter 15, you will see the people were having a praise fest. They were excited. They were praising God. They were, they were doing everything that they, that they can of lifting holy hands and singing songs and, and they were dancing and praising God. They were having a praise fest. They were caught up in the moment. Why? Because God just stepped through, just stepped into their life and delivered them across the Red Sea. So they're praising God. They're like, yes, thank you, God. Thank you for delivering us. Thank you for not allowing us to die by the hands of Pharaoh. Thank you, God, that we're, that we're, that we're standing on the other side. So they're praising God. They're having a, a praise fest. They were enjoying the moment so much that they didn't want to move. You ever been there before? You're enjoying God so much that you didn't want to move? You're just like, God, if you'll just leave me here, man, this is, a, this is, this, this is good for me. I don't want to go anywhere else. I just, just leave, leave me here. But you see, if we want to go there, then we gotta, we, then we have to get, go through this moment and, and and start moving towards the next. It's great that God did something here, but understand, God wants to do something here. And then God wants to do something here. Follow me, and then God wants to do something here. He, he may do something here that he's not gonna do over there. He's different. That's just how he is. But they, they, God stepped forth. God did something in their life. They were enjoying this moment. They were having a good season. We talked about it last week. They were having a good moment with God. They wanted to stay there. They didn't want it to end. They were just like, yeah, wow, thank you, Jesus. And here's what I've learned about my praise fest is this. It's easier for me to have a praise fest when, when I'm in the good season. Not so much when I'm in the bad season. You see, it's really easy for me to praise God when everything is good. But when things are not so good, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. You see, it's easy for me to have a praise fest when the Red Sea's behind me versus when the Red Sea's in front of me. I mean, it's really easy for me to turn around and go, yeah, woo, thank you, Jesus. But when I'm standing on this side looking at it, I'm just like, I don't know, God. I'm not sure what you're going to do here. So it's easy for us to praise when we're on the other side. But what I'm learning is this. Praise not only when you're on the other side, but praise when you're on this side. Praise before the miracle happens because what happens is through your praise delivers in the miracle. You see, they were all about praising on the other side. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Look at Pharaoh. He's drowning right now. But I'm learning that God wants me to praise not only when I'm on the other side but when I'm on this side of my situation. God is trying to get me to trust in him when the Red Sea is in front of me, so I can enjoy the moment when the Red Sea is behind me. He he wants me to enjoy the moment. He wants me to enjoy what he just did in my life. But I got to see it before it happens. I got to see it before it happens. So, so God, increase my faith so that while I'm in that dark season, God, let me see that you're already doing something with my eyes. Because I want to I wanna, I wanna follow you. Let me see it before it even happens, God. That's what I want to be. He wants me to praise Him while I'm standing in front of the Red Sea. than only when I'm on the other side. You see, the Israelites couldn't see the other side. All they were focused on was what was coming behind them and what was in front of them. When we're in that in-between stage in our journey with God, our praise should be the same if we've already crossed over to the other side. If we're in that in-between stage, if we're in that season where we don't really feel like God's doing anything, we should be praising like we're standing on the other side. We should be giving God glory like we're standing on the other side. Many times we don't see the other side. Why? Because all we see is what's in front of us. All we are focused on is the problem that's standing in front of us. When David was standing in front of Goliath, what he saw was him slaying Goliath before it ever happened. That's what he saw. I'm, I'm going to go out and I'm going to take care of this Philistine. I'm going to go out and I'm going to conquer this giant that's, that's badgering my God. He saw it before it ever happened. We want to try to stay in the good season. But what God's trying to teach us is this: there's more in Him than just right here. There's more in Him than just staying right here. If we're planning on taking hold of what God has set aside for each and every one of us, then we got to keep moving forward. We can have a praise season. We can have a praise fest. Man, we can have it all going on right here. But God says, don't stay here. Why? Because there's more. Because what you, what you have to understand is, is that, that God has shown you a miracle here, but what He's wanting to take you to a place that He's prepared for you. Something that's even greater than what you experienced here. So if we will stay focused, if we will just move through our frustration and keep our faith trusted in God and our life, as we sang, built upon Him, that when we're standing in front and looking at the problem, we see ourselves already on the other side. Because it's the season of testing that God's preparing us for the season of resting. When we have, we have to praise Him in the in-between season. We have to move to that place that's unfamiliar for us for things to keep moving in our life. So real quickly this morning, I want to give you three things that I saw about this scripture that that stuck out at me. Number one is this. Be careful that your praise doesn't turn into complaining. Be careful that your praise doesn't turn into complaining. Why? Because if you read the first part of 15, what are they doing? They're praising God. They're all about God. We love you, God. Thank you, God. We love, we're, we're, yes, God, we're going to follow you. We're going to do all these things that you've called us to do. But somewhere later on in that journey, what do they start doing? They start complaining. So their praise goes to complaining. Exodus, uh, Exodus chapter 15, verses 22 through 24 says this, Then Moses led the people of Israel away from the Red Sea. As they moved out into the desert of Shur, they traveled in the desert for three days without finding water. When they came to the oasis of Mara, the, the water was too bitter to drink, so they called the place Mara, which means bitter. Then the people, what's the next word? Complained and turned against Moses. What are we going to drink, they answered. Or they asked, or they demanded. You see, think about this. We know and understand that three days is as long as we can go without having water. That after that, it's, we're, we're pretty messed up. Three days is as long as we can go without water. So they're coming to the place where they feel like they're dying. They've been on this journey for three days now. Woo, long time. Three days. They just came from a miracle. And now they're in a position where they need something from God. They're, they're thirsty. They're, they're looking for something. Instead of praising God in the moment, they start complaining about what they don't have. They, co- they start complaining about what they don't have. So they're, they're, they feel like they're going to die. And the truth is this. If God did not step into that moment at that time, then they would have died of dehydration. They would have died on the scene. But you see, God stepped into that moment. And three days doesn't seem like a long time, but I guess it's long enough to forget about what God did over here. You see, they they for some reason, they forgot about The greatest miracle they've ever seen. They walked across on dry land and not touched by water. Their shoes weren't even muddy. They walked across, but now they're a little bit thirsty. They haven't found water, so their praises is now complaining. Moses, what are you going to do, buddy? Oh, wonderful, great leader. What are you gonna do, Moses? Show up. What are you gonna do? You know, hey, we well, God did something back here, but well, He's not doing anything right here. Three days they forgot about what God had did in their life. They're in an unfamiliar place. They're getting dry, and they're they're getting thirsty, and they're they're in a, this dusty place. And that dry and that dusty place led them to what? Complaining instead of praising. Remember, they had all the water and all the food that they had in Egypt that they wanted, but they found themselves now thirsty for something else. And I've learned this, that the longer that we go without spending time with God, the more parched and dry we become. The more and more that we stay away from the presence of God, the more dry and more parched that we become. And what happens is that we get irritated. We get mad. We get frustrated. We get upset. Things that used to not bother us, remember when you're in the good season, there's a lot of things that you allow to roll off your shoulder when you're in the good season. But when you're in a dry and thirsty area in your life, things that used to not bother you are really bothering you now. So you get irritated, you get frustrated, you get upset, all these things. And so your praises that used to be now is complaining. That's, that's just, that's who we are, Church. But what God is trying to say to us is this, that when you're in a dry and parched land, the praise that you had over here needs to be right here too. The same praise that you had when you were standing on the other side of the Red Sea is the same praise that I want now when you're in this dry and parched and thirsty land. But the more you stay away from God, the more you're going to become dry and parched in your, in your relationship with Him. You're going to be so thirsty, you're going to feel like you're dying in your life. But I know this, that if you will go back to God, God will give you the water that you need to drink from. He will replenish you. He will pour out the things that you need in your life. So just stay right there with God. Our praises turns into complaining when God's not meeting our needs. Even though we know he can, even though we know he will, our praises now turns into complaining because he's not doing it right then in our life. You see, we live our life in stages. Whatever stage that we're in determines our praise and worship. So whatever, whatever stage I'm in in my life right now, a lot of times determines my praise and worship. If I'm not in a good stage, then usually my praise and worship is not there. But if I'm in a good stage, then yeah, I'm all about praising Jesus. So whatever our stage is, where we find our life in, right now in our life, good or bad, God deserves your praise and worship. Instead of our praise and worship changing the moment, we let the moment change our praise and worship. We let our moment change our praise and worship instead of allowing the praise and worship to change the moment. Psalms chapter 63 verses 1 says this, You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you, I thirst for you, my whole being belongs for you, in a dry and parched land where there is no water. My thirst, my soul longs to be in your presence. Why? Because that's where I'm replenished. That's where things begin to happen in my life, because you come through and you give me exactly what I need. They found themselves in a dry and parched place with no water to drink. But instead of trusting the one who they've already seen come through in their life, they turned against Moses and start complaining. Start complaining. Exodus chapter 16, verses 2. There, too, the whole community of Israel complained about Moses and Aaron. Exodus chapter 17, verses 2. So once more the people complained against Moses. Give us water to drink, they demanded. Quiet, Moses replied. Why are you complaining against me? And why are you testing God? complaining instead of praising God because of what He's just done in their life. If we're not careful, and and if we, uh, we have to be careful and not allow ourselves to become negative and miss out on what God's doing in that season that we're in. So don't allow your praise to turn into complaining. Number two is this, allow the test to grow you. So Moses cried out to the Lord for help and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. Moses threw it into the water and this made the water good to drink. It was there at Marah that the Lord set before them the following decree and a standard to test their faithfulness. Moses, being the great leader, he cried out to God on behalf of the ones that were complaining. And God provided for him something to throw into the water so that they could drink the water. And I thought about that scripture the other day and I go, why didn't God use the staff that was in Moses' hand? Why did he just tell Moses to take the staff and stick it in the water and it be just completely cleared up? Because you got to understand that there's no power in the staff. It's the power that flows through the staff is what matters. You see, a lot of times we we rely on something where there's no power. God says, you know what, I'm not going to show you the staff. I'm going to show you something different today. Why? Because I don't want you to get used to the staff. I want you to get used to my power. I want you to get used to my power. Not, I want you to get used to things. I want you to get used to my power. I want you to understand that whatever I decide to use, that my, fly, my power flows through that. So that day was a piece of wood. And Moses just tossed it in the water. And the water began to be able to drink in that moment. Why? Because that's who my God is. That if you're dry and thirsty and you're looking for water this morning, just rely on Him and He will give you exactly what you need. You don't have to look for the staff. Look to Him. Because the power is in Him, not in the staff. And so you have to understand that God is wanting to do miracles in our life, but we can't rely on the person to do it for us. Allow God to speak to our life directly or through someone else's life. You see, the test will always reveal whether you are not that you haven't studied or prepare yourself you see when my kids were little we would take them to the doctor and and they would weigh them and they would measure them and they would they would tell us that this is where they are on the growth chart they were either behind the growth chart which most of the time that they were they were either on on you know they were in the middle or they were above, above the growth chart they would weigh them and look at them and measure them and they're there, they're above or below they're on the growth chart See, our test that God allows us to go through does the same thing to you and I. It tells us where our spiritual growth is. And what God is trying to do is He's trying to increase your spiritual growth so that you can become a more mature Christian in your life. So you have to ask yourself, where am I on the growth chart? Where am I on the spiritual growth chart? Am I, am I a little behind? Am I right where not God needs me to be? Or am I already over here waiting for God to come over here and to meet me? Where are we on the growth chart? Because that's where testing proves who we are in our life. That's why God allows us to go through testing. is to test our spiritual maturity so that we can see areas that we need to change for Him. Our obedience determines if we pass the test or not. You see, my teacher in school can tell me, Hey Chad, this is what's going to be on the test. If you'll do this, you will pass the test. If you'll write all these notes down, you will pass the test. But if I choose not to obey what she says, guess what? I'm not going to pass the test. She says, if you will do this, you will pass the test. It's the same thing with God. God says, if you do this, you will pass the test. Why? Because you're putting your obedience in me, and you're following me, and you're doing what i am called you to do, so you're going to pass the test. You're going to get on the other side of the situation. It's just that we just have to ask ourselves, God, where are we on the spiritual growth chart? Some of you are going through testing right now that God's trying to grow you. God's trying to grow your faith. God's trying to get you to come a little bit closer to Him and understand that the power that we need is in Him. And if we're lacking in some area of our life, the test will show us where we are. All God's people or all God was trying to do to get to the Israelites to simply do is this, to trust him and obey. That's all he was trying to get them to understand. Guys, if if you will just trust me and then you will obey me, then then we'll we'll make it through this season. We're going to make it through this desert. We're going to make it through this dry time in our life if you'll just trust me and obey We'll, we'll get through it. That's all he was trying to get them to understand. And a lot of times, that's all God's trying to get us to understand. If you'll just trust me and obey me, everything will be okay. But yet, we make it so difficult. We want to throw this in there. We want to throw this in there. We want to do this. And we, God says, just trust in it. We used to sing a, a, an old hymnal, trust and obey. What's the next part? For there is no other way. I knew it. I was just testing you guys. <laughs> trust and obey for there is no other way. Trust and obey, for there's no other way. But yet for some reason, the moments that we need to trust him, we don't. The moments that we need to be obedient, we don't. And usually that happens when? In not so good season. But our praise should always be the same in good season or bad season. It should never change. It should always be praising God no matter where we are in our life. So allow the test that you're going through, allow it to grow you, allow it to develop you, allow it to to show you some areas of your life where you need to you need to grow spiritually. Moses was obedient to God that day and people were able to drink good, clean water. Psalms chapter 34 verses 8 says this, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who what? Takes refuge in him. That God is my refuge. He is the one that I run to when I need shelter. He's the one that, that I run to when I need anything met in my life. He is my refuge. He is my strength. That if I will run to Him, guess what? He will take care of my need. That when I'm, in, when I'm not in such a good season in my life, if I will just run to Him and be obedient to Him, God will take care of my need. He will get me through that time if I will just run to Him and make Him my refuge in my life. And He will cover me up. He will do what He needs to in my life if I will just run to Him as it says, trust in the Lord. Why? Because He's good. Everything that He has is good. I said it during prayer earlier. God's tests are not to destroy you, but to simply to grow you. The test that you're going through, God is trying to get you to grow spiritually. He's trying to get you to to grow and be a a mature Christian in your life. That's what they're there for. Not to give up on God. Not to walk away on God. But He's he's there to get you to grow in your life. God was trying to get the Israelites to understand that their provider was Him, not Pharaoh. You see, Pharaoh was their, their provider before when they lived in bondage When they needed freedom, but now they're not in that bondage anymore and God is leading them. And so he's trying to get them to understand, hey, guys, whatever you need in your life, I'm your provider. I will take care of it. Just praise me. Just call out to me and whatever you need, I'll take care of it. That's what he was trying to get them to understand that day. But for some reason, they just couldn't. It just couldn't make a connection in their mind. They kept complaining and complaining and complaining. Our true nature is revealed when times of testing comes into our life. How far we go on this journey with God is determined by what we do when He's testing us. The moments when we're in the in-between, when we're not in the good season, determines how far we were going to go on this journey with Him. And number three, Miss Karen, if you would, come on up, if you would, please. Don't allow your praise to turn into complaining Allow the test to grow you. And number three, enjoy the season of rest. Enjoy the season of rest. It's okay to enjoy the season of rest. When God puts you in a season of rest, enjoy it. But what happens? We can't enjoy it. Why? Because we're thinking about something else. We're thinking about all these other things. we We can't enjoy the moment that God's given us in our life because we're thinking about something else. Listen, if God's got you in a season of rest... Stay there and don't move until he says move. Don't move until he says move, but he says, enjoy the seasons of rest. Verses 26 and 27, it says this, he said, if you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord, your God, and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping all of his decrees. Then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases that I sent on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord your God who heals you. After leaving Mora, the Israelites traveled to the oasis of Elam, and they found what? Twelve springs and 70 palm trees. And they camped there beside the water. In the moments of testing, they were going, "Where is the water?" God showed up. God made the water being able to be clean. And then He takes them to where? The moment where the water was overflowing. Twelve wells and 70 palm trees where they could just hang out. Paradise. Testing. Now they're resting. Enjoy the moment allow God because they listen they needed replenishing in that moment they needed something in their life because God is not always going to bring test in your life but he will you will have test but you will also have moments of rest you see before they got to enjoy the, the rest they had to go through the test God is our, God God is my supplier he's my provider When things don't look so great in my life, God comes through. My greatest challenge on my journey with God is this, whether or not I'm I'm going to be obedient to Him. You see, Elam was a a place of resting, but Mara was a place of testing. Our praise and worship should remain the same whether you're in the season of testing or you're in the season of resting. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7 says this. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds In Christ Jesus. That peace that He gives you in that moment is a a resting place. It's a resting place. Because you know, right where you are, right where you stand, no matter chaos or whatever's going on in your life, you got that peace. That it is well with my soul. It's well with my soul. That if I will just trust him. And I will put my life in His hands. No matter what season I am in, He he will always do more. He will always meet my needs in my life. So I don't know where you are today, if you're in a testing season or a resting season, but I do know this. Trust Him. Don't allow your praise to turn into complaining. Because if we're all honest with ourselves, we complained about something before we even came in here today. Well, Lord, this, or it's not this, or it's not that, or this, or that. They're not singing this, or oh my gosh, they they have drums on that whatever. We complain about everything in our life. And we forget about the wonderful miracles that God's doing in each and every one of us. So don't allow your praises to turn into complaining. I want you to stand with me this morning as we pray. Trust and obey, for there's no other way but to be happy in Jesus. Lord, today, God, there may be someone here standing here today that's standing in front of their Red Sea, and they don't know what's about to happen, God, they don't know whether or not, they don't know if their needs are going to be met, They're, they're at that point. So God, I pray today for whoever that person is today that God, you'd begin to work that miracle in their life. The God, that you're trying to develop spiritual Christians, spiritual mature Christians, God, but for some reason we won't get out of the hot chair. We're wanting everybody else to do it for us when we're capable capable enough to do it ourselves god we don't need a pastor to cry out for us we can cry out on our own god we can go to directly we can go directly into your presence god we don't need anybody else to take us there we can go directly there so today god whoever's dealing with that situation in their life May we just continue to trust in you. Just trust in you. Don't be afraid. Just trust in me, he says. If you have a need in your life this morning, if you would, just lift your hand. If you have a need in your life this morning, just lift your hand. Leave it up. If your hand is not lifted, here's what I want you to do. I want you to turn and look and for someone that's got a hand lifted up. And I want you to go to that person. I want you to lay your hands on them and I want you to start praying for them. Just, just simply lay your hand on their shoulder and just start agreeing with them with whatever's going on in their life. Father, today, for those that have their hand lifted, that need that is in their life, that need that is represented in their life today, God, I pray, God, that you would meet that need. God, that you would, as, as we are laying our hands on their shoulders today, God, as, as if you were laying your hands on our shoulders today. But God, that we are an extension of you that God, that your spirit can flow through us to that person, God, that we are that vessel, God, that you're asking to step out and go pray with somebody. We can be that person, God, where the Holy Spirit flows through us today. And it's simply by just laying our hands on their shoulder and agreeing with whatever need they have in their life. God, I pray if their trust is, is not there, God, if they're listening to other voices, God, I pray that everything would get in tune back to where it needs to be, God, and that is in you, God. That we're looking at you in the eyes, God. That we're facing you, God. That we're looking towards you, God. Not the situation, but we're looking towards you. And God, today we just simply say, Father, that God, that we're going to trust you and that we're going to obey you through this whole time, through this old season that we're in right now, good or bad. That my praise is not going to change just because I'm in a bad season or a good season. I'm going to give you praise. Trust and obey, for there is no other way. That if you need happiness, He has it. If you need joy, if you need peace, whatever you need in your life is found in one place, and that's Him. God, for the rest of us who didn't have their hands raised, God, may we trust and be obedient to, you, to the call that you've placed upon our life to step out and to, to do the certain things that you've called us to do. Lord, thank you for this day. God, you have been here since the very beginning of this service. But God, may we not leave you here, but may we take you with us when we leave. Because we may encounter someone today that needs prayer or needs something in their life. So God, I pray we'd be obedient to you. If you call us to do something today, God, we would step out in faith and follow through with it. God, today we love you and we thank you. Be with us throughout this week. Keep us safe and protect us. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. And amen. God bless you guys. Have a fantastic week. Thank you once again for joining us at Legacy Church. Stay tuned in to our website for updates on events and check out other messages under the online listening tab. We'd love to see you, so join us Sundays at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Have a blessed day.